Plotting in secret was a hallmark of Innistrad. Scientists and alchemists in labs slaving over slabs and vials, or nobles and vampires confined to winding towers and darkened rooms lit only by whispering candlelight. Which is why it was so refreshing to the crystal eyes of Inghelm to see the tinker working in the open, stacking heaps of slag and salvage toward his plans. He wasn't tireless, but he was dedicated. She calmly exhaled, some emotion between exhaustion and contemplation buried beneath placidity. She tightened her pale grip on the shattered neck of the still-straining vampire at her side. Keeping this a secret would be impossible. But this endeavor, perhaps with some effort, be played down. Perhaps this was the first step to stopping him. Gave a scant, calculated grin as she vanished back into the embracing shroud of needles and leaves. Things were going deliciously. Hi there, Internet. Welcome back to Curse of Innistrad. Uh, as you might recall from uh, last time, uh, it we had a lot of drama concerning about the uh, state, current state of affairs with the team and how they were pursuing their various ideals. Uh, there were discussions about loyalty, what to do with each other, what to do with the Inquisitor currently in charge of uh, Palos. After uh, speaking with her and attempting to uh, come to a diplomatic reason for her to leave, uh, that didn't really come to a head yet. They decided to solve the situation properly by going in confronting Strefan Moore, as was always the plan as it was. Um, departing out from that, Grove um, tracked down where uh, Faustus had gone off to and had a long, I suppose heartfelt would be the term, but uh, <laughs> in a slightly different way. Uh, conversation with him, and they came to an understanding of sorts and intended to meet back up once again the next day. Um, but upon returning uh, back toward everyone else, since it was reaching so late, Grove uh, decided to camp for the night in a copse of trees off to the side. And as his rest had only barely begun, he felt the movement of the trees and plants around him. And awoke to the sight of the statuous figure of Strefan Maurer, looking down at him. Good evening. Uh, hello. Hello, sir. Sir, now that's... I appreciate that. So many of the individuals you travel with are so uncouth. He shrugs. <laughs> kind of open hand. Uh, manners aren't important in some places. This is true. This is very true. Priorities change based on where you are. So, he presses down against one of the trees, kind of bending it back further, the young wood, um, easing with the process until it's at a angle not completely flat, but closer to it than anything else. He takes a seat atop it. What are you doing here? You'll, you'll give me a bit of leeway. What do you mean by that question? There's a lot of here. Of course, here. of course. There's much here to be had. The forest is not something I am objecting to. I noted your movement through it, the whispers and the motions of the trees. 
The land serves me and tells me what I need to know. No, I mean here, in Stensia. I haven't had much time to talk that wasn't met back with harsh words. You've moved mostly as a group. It's our first time to chat. So, why are you the hero of Kessig? Here, in Stensia. Hmm. You know, I asked that myself a couple of times. I'm not really sure. You've mm-hmm. clearly heard of me. Oh, yes, I hear a great many things. I've known as much as I can learn about any of you. But I'll admit, all of them seem driven by things. Not to say that you don't have your motivations, your passions, but they are motivated by vengeance, by grudges, or in the case of your friend, through some expectation to do good, to not end up poor. But what about you? You strike me as different than everyone else. I mean, you could say the same about everybody, but I don't know. Perhaps it's just the idea of coming here, the challenge of it. You strike me as a man that enjoys a challenge. <laughs> Indeed. So, that is what gives you this loyalty to those you travel with? But they embrace your challenge, your talents? Common goal usually is enough for these people. I'm here to challenge my. Do you mind if I can sit up and like? Oh, feel free. We're, we're having a conversation. Of Would you course. like to eat or something? Um, excuse me, that I would, but I'll save that for when we meet again. Uh, fine, just making sure with the nobility and all that stuff. <laughs> he is got this perplexed grin, just like kind of turned up corners of his mouth, not like completely consuming his face, but no, I appreciate it. Thank you. So, you come together with the common goal of what now? What is your game here? A hunt. That simple. That simple. And what made you set your sights so high this time? There are plenty of wolves here. The ones under my sway, the ones that aren't, the ones that are men. I know you have practice with them. So why vampire? Again, he shrugs and just like, why not? I've left my home. I have nothing back there. I'm going to the Somberwald for retirement. Why not go for one grand adventure before I get eaten there or eaten here or find out who's the bigger uh, prey predator? Interesting. Interesting. I can't say I fault your ambition. It's unique, powerful, hungry. So, might I ask you the following question then? Is the hunt only for vampire because you are human? Are you hunting the strongest thing? Or are you hunting what seems right to hunt? Usually it's the strongest. This time, I don't know. I wish I had more time here than the brief period I've been. I could answer that other part a little better. But you seem to be the biggest game around here. (laughs) And I haven't had much reason. Or I haven't heard many defenses of you, let's put it that way. They will talk plenty of villainy. Plenty of the thoughts that I should go, my petty tyranny. There is a point, though, 
For you must understand that you need not listen to the cries of cattle. Usually a person that ignores their cattle is a pretty poor farmer where I'm from. And one who gives them everything they want. To give them the ability to not be eaten is not something you avoid. I'm not saying don't eat them, I'm just saying when you ignore everything, you end up losing a lot of important information. <laughs> I don't ignore everything, though I will admit that is an attitude I did not expect to hear from any of The old woods are not a kind place. You learn some very unkind things out there. Do you intend, no matter what, to follow through on this hunt? Well, at this point, I have yet to be to your mansion, and to not go there after being inviting is rude. That would be true. I have been awaiting you for some time. I will admit the invite was more direct. I expected to sooner visit than that. I wasn't around. I was perusing the lands. Of course, of course. Still, the invitation does stand. So if you would give me some uh, leeway, I can answer your question once I have seen your hospitality. He nods kind of contemplatively. Um... Glancing down at the ground. So are you... You are in it for the hunt, as you mentioned. But the question is, do you do it for the moment where you win, or for the danger of losing? Neither. Oh? Then what for? The victory's a culmination. The danger of dying is, again, a culmination. The actual hunting, the tracking, the gathering, the understanding, the conversation is the interesting part. <laughs> and what if you could be better? A better hunter? Stronger? Generally smarter prey? I had a feeling this question would come up. I'm gonna have to say no, unfortunately. A shame. Or at least until I see hospitality. <laughs> you are an interesting one. The challenge is what makes it interesting, and I'd like to keep things challenging. Very well, very well. The offer still stands for dinner. I shall serve it whenever you arrive. You feel free to share anything you heard of this. I would not expect otherwise. The game is not simply a target. The game is everything we do. Both sides are prey. Both sides are predators. But it'd be a shame to see such unique views and talent go wasted. Either way, I will hope to see more of you. Provided you can pass the challenges yourself. He stands up, his feet rustling through the grass. Might I ask a question before you leave, sir? Of course. Though woman we arrived from Shadow Grange with, I've forgotten her name. She was taken a couple last night, I believe. Is she still human? Roll me insight. Oh, I'm good at that. I never had to roll that before. Fourteen? He takes a moment to contemplate what he says before speaking. Tatiana. Yes, she'd still be human for now. Is that all? Do you have any question, other questions of me? Or desires for our visit? Figure out tit for tat is fine. <laughs> I'll turn to face you. If you don't wish for my offer, even if you do, try to kill me. The hunt, as you say, has many sides. You can feel free to take a shot now if you want. It's not sporting. But I'll make sure everyone else knows. No, no. <laughs> I don't think you understand. The one being sporting here is me. Please. Oh, I'm well aware, but truly think so. Take your opportunity. The one shot will do. 
Sure, why not? This sounds fun. 18. A battle hit. Okay. Roll damage. Yeah. I kind of wish you did critted. Oops. That would have been hilarious, but... Where did you shoot him? He wants me to take a pot shot. I'm going to aim straight for the cold, dead heart. <laughs> sure. You fire, and you hear the... As it impacts into his chest, and you notice that he's not wearing any sort of formal armor or anything of the sort. He's dressed in fine fabrics. And he looks down to where it is embedded in his chest, the arrow at least halfway through. Just kind of nods to himself, or glancing back up at you with his dark eyes. And with one hand, he just plucks it out with the same amount of effort as you might remove a toothpick from between your teeth. And as soon as it does so... He pulls down the edge of his shirt slightly to look at the wound. And you've seen vampires before. You know that they heal quickly. But by the time he is looking at it, the flesh is already almost closed entirely. It is moving not only before your eyes, but in a matter of time, as if hours were seconds. You'll have to do better when it comes time for the final hunt. Enjoy the rest of your night. Nope. You too, Count. Lord, whatever. He doesn't remember the word right now. He's just like, oh shit, we're fucked. Lord will do. He pulls his cape around himself, and there is a low screech as a number of bats pour through the air from where he had been a moment before and flutter back over the trees back towards more estate. Uh, go pick up the, the arrow he dropped. Is it clean? Uh, no, it has blood on it. Let's put that in some type of vial or something. Not like a ton of blood. It's not like it's sprayed everywhere. There's very little, in fact, but... Uh, still enough to keep in a vial. Yeah, sure. Then be like, fucking show off as he turns into a bat and then go shit all over <laughs> myself and try and go to sleep. Nobody will believe this. Okay, now you can benefit from the effects of a long rest. Guys, guys, you gotta believe me. I talked to Faustus and Maurer and I'm not crazy, I promise. I don't know how it's going to go if you tell us that. <laughs> um, and I think post that, uh, we're good to smash cut Grove arriving back uh, back at the campsite. Who uh, Who's currently... I guess he would arrive there after everyone else is like, prepared to get ready for the morning. Everyone else had more sleep than him. Um, so there was a moment there about an hour where Grove wasn't about. Off hunting. Yeah, yeah you could say that. You could say that. Holds up the vial. I found a very interesting bit of game. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I had a talk with the lords of this land. That was very interesting night visit. How are y'all? How'd y'all sleep? Too Better well. than I will now. Too well, in retrospect. <laughs> what? Who's playing video games at the cat in the goddamn wagon? <laughs> Sounds like what even was that? Did you at least learn anything useful? Well, Tatiana is still safe and human. He's expecting us. And it's not her name. I let him say what he wanted. I prefer not to have to deal with him all by myself. But she is still alive. She's not turned. Okay. So that's one blessing we have. He is eagerly awaiting us, but I be believe he was a little, you'll, you'll bear with me. I was a little uh, 
shaken during the conversation. I believe he probably would like everyone, including our dear lost. Yes, well, that is why friend. we came out here, isn't it? See, I had two my I heard two different things. I thought we were going straight to him, while Faustus was cut loose. Well, I'd still be happy to look for him. Nick Grimhild, do you have a preference? Nick, what? Would you like Nefaustus to come with us, or would you like to just march on Mauer's estate now? <sighs> well, my understanding, flawed as it might be, was that he damned himself for this assault's sake. Uh, so, if I mean, I assume we could use him. That was the plan, right? Then you'll be pleased to hear that I talked to him as well last night. It was a very busy night. So, Nick? Yeah, it's my understanding that he damned himself for the sake of this assault. I assume we're going to use him, right? Well, it's a good thing I talked to him last night as well. You what? Oh, yeah. Grove? What? A loose end? I need to see what's going on with him. Oh, my lord. (laughs) Avison, help me. Have some grant me patience. <laughs> I, because if you grant me strength, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. You understood that most of us wanted to talk to him, right? Oh, he's still alive. I got that. Just, just making sure. You just decided to go off alone, not tell anyone. Yes. Why? Do I have to explain it? Really? I wanted to talk to him without having you around, without having Grimhild around, without having Nick around, having Illyria around. I have had fewer words with that man this entire week than I've had. No, I can't. I can't say that. I wanted to have a private conversation with him. I see. I suppose I can understand that. So where is he? He will meet us at the old windmill this afternoon if Illyria is willing to help him with something. What? And this is why I need to talk to you. I don't know what he's planning, but he did give me this. He pulls out the doll. I'll throw that at Conrad. I hate the damn thing. It's creepy. It's slightly too stiff to be like a complete ragdoll when you throw it. As leverage. So clearly, I don't know. I tried to get Garner something from it, but he seems he seems urgent enough in his matters, but I still don't trust him. Or excuse me, I trust him about as far as I trust you all here. Hey. That, that was not that was not a flattering revision. It's it's flattering enough, believe me. I see. Anyways, he needs your help, Illyria, and I cannot tell you what to do. If at any moment you don't want to do it, tell us. But I want to see what this madman is trying to this creator is trying to accomplish. I didn't know he made dolls. Why didn't you tell us that? Don't worry about that. Sorry, I'm getting nervous. So yes, he wants to meet us at the old windmill to do some type of situation, and he needs Illyria's help for it. I doubt he'll be able to do it by himself, but we can pick him up down there and see what he's thinking. Did he say what he needed help with? (sighs) No, and that's why I took the doll. I don't expect... I'm hoping, beyond hope, that it won't involve a bell or raising the dead. I won't help with that. I'm hoping he'll try and do something a little bit more creative with his apparently very keen intellect. Indeed. He does bring word, though. 
Nick, he didn't see your brother during apparently a geist march. And he didn't see his wife during the march. He doesn't know what that means. I don't know what that means. But I figured forewarning of what might show up in that blasted castle is probably better than nothing. Very well. It's a lead, I suppose. So what do you do? Uh, how far are we from the windmill? Mm-hmm, like, one sec, let me check the map. I like how looking at you all like you're fucking idiots. Can I help you? Mostly Grove, I guess. Okay, so... He'll just smile at that, because he's like, the f-? he's, he, he's fine with what he's done. The windmill's only a couple miles out. It wouldn't take you all that long. Is there something wrong, Grimhild? Still failing to see a reason why, if we're going out of our way to meet Faustus, it's not to kill him. Avison teaches, among other things, that there is always opportunity for redemption. Does she teach that? For humans, anyway. I like to think of it more as he's an extra blade. Rusty, maybe. About to break, but he still has some use. A blade that's potentially going to bite you in the back isn't that much. If it would help me kill something, I would gladly cut myself with a rusty blade. His understanding. He's done incredibly stupid things because of a passion. The way I see it, he walks a dark road in search of light. I see a very passionate man trying to figure out a way to deal with a, a deep, deep-rooted issue. And let him point his way, and when he's done, get rid of him if he continues down that dark path. Out of character. Wasn't Grove there when we had the conversation and like decided that we should probably just fucking kill him? Yes. That's why Grove went and talked with him. I think it's foolish. You have so necessary for us to kill Mauer. Yeah, she like looks at Nick and Illyria because like they were pretty gung ho about murdering Faustus earlier as well. Illyria is very obviously conflicted because she trusts Grove is someone she considers very intelligent. Well, okay, very socially stunted, but intelligent in strange ways. And if he thinks that Faustus is worth talking to, even if she doesn't like it, she's not sure. She's very, very confused. I'm not gonna, I mean, kind of hard to sort of get around to this conversationally, but it's like, <sighs> as far as I'm concerned, he can, we can figure out what to do if he survives the assault. But I'm not going to turn down that sort of, now, granted, I am, I'm not happy about this, this, Illyria development. Hey, I'm uh, not either, and I'm involved in it. We're all involved in it. I don't know. I believe that he can be brought back to the light. Believe it with all my heart. I've been believing that for a while, and he's given you evidence of that. But then again, it seems your entire shtick is believing something foolhardy with all your heart. Don't you dare, Grimhill. Not now. Grimhill the medallion. If we're going, we're going. If we're not, we're not. Do you truly believe it matters so little what you just said to me? Belief is hard to come by, Instancia. For good reason. Which, of course, just gives you the right to speak ill of others' beliefs. I do know your position on the angels. Very well. Your belief has tangible benefits. So good on you. I suppose that will do. Worthless. I suppose that will do for now. Thank you. Yes, let's go. Faustus. Yes. So, you rose to a relatively early morning. Um, there aren't much in the means of needing to call anyone to this church in Shadowgrange. There aren't many people to answer, you figure. So you are left undisturbed in your tower. You wake up, for the first time in a while, completely alone. Not even Victor there. He'll, um, 
slowly start to get up, look out the edge of the tower for a few minutes. Chew on it's... some crappy cake. <laughs> Outside, the weather isn't much better than the taste in your mouth. It's foggy and miserable. What few sounds there are are that of things decaying or water dripping. Yeah, he'll take a good look around the town now that he now that he's there in the morning. He's looking for metal. Metal. Mm-hmm. Whether fences or decorations or... Sure. Uh, roll me an investigate check just to see how well it goes. 15 plus uh, at least 5. I don't remember if I'm proficient or not. There is a lot of it. Not Excellent. There's a lot of metal around here. Not necessarily the best metal or the finest metal. But considering how many buildings and uh, old uh, fence uh, pieces, um, discarded bits out behind what at one point must have used to have been a blacksmith, there's completely rusted over anvil. You gather up uh, quite a few odd scraps. Uh, Again, most of the metal is either rusted or in poor condition, but around town there doesn't even seem to be anyone out and about doing things to question you. (laughs) Is the town abandoned, or is it? are there still people living in it? You've been here before, and you know there's people living in it, but you see so few of them in the streets and the things you're doing that you could almost mistake it for being abandoned. You see a couple in passing, but it's so few. And the ones okay. you do see immediately move quicker to go <laughs> to avoid being near anyone else. Okay. Yeah, he'll look out, then he'll sit down and uh, change uh, some of his spell settings. I don't know, I guess he doesn't really have to. Yeah, you had a long rest. You could have done it then. So. Yeah, or he'll he'll change uh, mostly one. Change a ray of sickness into uh, what's called Tensor's Floating Disc. Sure. And with that done, he'll uh, head downstairs and head out into okay. town. Uh, yeah, again, the town, as mentioned previous, is not much of anything anymore. At one point, it wasn't necessarily a massive organization, anything that would stand out in the eyes of anyone outside of Stencia as being more than a village, a small town at best. But now it's caked on layers of decay, paint chipped off of the few places it's there, mildew, rot, rust, the years. It doesn't necessarily seem incredibly old, all of it. It just seems incredibly poorly maintained. He'll, uh, He'll stop at the edge of the graveyard and cast uh, Tensor's Floating Disc twice. Okay. Um, is it not a concentration spell? Uh, no, it's a one-hour duration spell, and it just kind of follows Excellent. you. Uh, yeah, what sort of energy does that look appear made out of? Probably blue. It's probably the, just that a makes sense. disc of blue force. Sure. Um, a few waves of your hands, a few words spoken, and you have these two broad discs floating adjacent to you on the edge of the graveyard. Okay, and... For the next hour, at least, he's just going to walk away from the church, basically pile any metal he can onto the discs until they're full and carry it back to the church and dump it in a pile. It is not the easiest effort alone. Um, however, I do believe you're not unphysically fit when it comes to strength. Now I have 14 strength. Yeah, that's not terrible. Modifier. Um, yeah, I mean, 500 pounds at a time. It's not comfortable. It's not quick. And again, the metal you're getting is poor at at the at the best, but you find plenty of it. Um, really, you're only starting to run out of things by the time the hour comes around. Okay, uh, and is that? I take it that's probably close to town, and then he can go a little farther out from the church, or is that like the whole town? 
the church is on the edge of town. Um, one second, I can actually just give you the map for that. Uh, sure. It's not, a, it's not really all that important, but basically he's just piling, he wants to pile metal together, huge, huge piles of metal, taller than him. So, yeah, so uh, it's it's the majority of the town you've already combed through. There's probably a bit left you could still obtain, um, especially if you did actually want to purchase anything but of scrap metal. I, you've got the majority of it. That's a good point. He'll uh, He'll go looking around for a general shop or the stable or something like that. Oh, one moment. Let me crack back to this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Please check page five for blacksmith. Where's this piece of shit? <laughs> I feel there's it's not been, enough utility. It's been since session one. It's been a while. There's not enough utility with a blacksmith. I like redsmiths better. Uh, I don't know. Greensmiths make them real big and stompy. So yeah, you uh, push around through the generally muddy streets and find the sign on the most well-lit building in town, uh, which reads with a sign over the door, uh, gently creaking in the wind, Bill Draft's Mercantile. Okay, yeah, he'll head in. All right, uh, inside you see two people. One, um, a very uh, stocky, tall man, taller than you, taller than probably Grove. Um, Quite broad. Currently working on uh, sweeping. This is the the buildings outside is not much better than the rest of town, but inside of here it is good would be an exaggeration. Not inherently dreary or the air seeming musty is the fun thing it has going for it. You see a number of basic goods about uh, in addition behind him and up near the front behind a desk. Uh, well, counter, moreover, is a man with uh, wiry hair and a kind of grizzled expression on his face, watching him come in. You're one of the ones from last time, aren't you? A week ago. I remember a face. He nods. Come back then, huh? Seeing the fact my prices aren't so bad. It's your lucky day. I'm here for your junk. (laughs) I like to think I offer fine products. I don't want your fine ones. Now's your chance to tell me broken tools, rusted fences, broken pans, bent platters, Anything iron or steel, I'll buy it by the pound. Interesting. Got a few of that. Very wimple. Very wimple. He snaps his fingers. Uh, eventually, the stock boy looks up, uh, kind of blinking a couple times. Uh, yes? Grab all the junk we have about. Trash. Trash metal. Anything of the sort. Gentleman here is looking to purchase it. Does He looks equally confused, but goes about it immediately. Does not hesitate. Um... You see a few things being uh, pulled off walls. Uh, Bildrath himself uh, holds up a finger and leaves behind the counter and starts dictating like certain things that he doesn't consider good enough to actually sell that were on the walls. They grab a number of things from back rooms, from uh, down in a cellar, and an assortment of other bric-a-brac around the store. Uh, you end up with a pile approximately... Uh, well, first he offers you a pile, like, you know, a couple feet. Uh, there's still more. I'm not sure how much you're looking for. How many How many pounds, roughly, of metal do you think there is? Or does Total? There is? Oh, you're meaning in the pile offered? Yeah. Um, probably something around 50. Okay. Let's talk price. <clears throat> that is a pickle, isn't it? I'm not often one for selling such things. However, you seem to be in the predicament of needing such things. Say, 
Ten sons, the whole bunch. Ten sons for that? Yeah. I was thinking two coppers at a pound. He does some quick math. Five sons. Take it or leave it. And if I walk away, you're going to put it all back up on the walls and in the cellar? Yeah, basically. It's not much worse than your price you offered anyway. All right. Five sons. He nods, uh, all right then. Get the lads carried out to you, wherever you need it. The least I can just do. Here. here we'll be fine. All right, he'll, just uh, say. Cast, he'll cast the disc again, just outside the door. Uh, yeah, you have uh, quite a few pounds of metal once again. Okay. And he'll take that pile to the uh, church. Sure. Um, yeah, you're definitely starting to accumulate a mass of scrap. The uh, edge of the graveyard having its own <laughs> grave for artifacts, as it were. Sure. Are there any other major sources, like iron fence around the graveyard or anything like that? If you were wanting to pluck it up, uh, yeah, most of the most of the fencing around the graveyard is in fact metal. Yeah, he'll find a shovel and uh, take his tools over to cut through things if he needs to, and spend a while uh, working the soil. Um, sure. Uh, these are larger than some of the other bits you've gathered so far, um, especially if they're made to completely. Uh, surround the graveyard. Um, so it's your work. You'll have to work at that for some time. Yeah, he'll work till like mid afternoon, however long it takes. Okay. Um. So I suppose uh, while you're working on that, uh, in the toiling mists, not really driving sun at this point of year, um, we'll cut back to the rest of y'all. You set out relatively early in the morning, I believe. For the uh, windmill? One, one sec. Um, so yeah, you uh, make your way traveling from where you had camped outside of town. Um, it's a bit of a trek. Um, winding around the forest edges, moving below the hills again. You've traveled through here before. You pass back by the roadside shrine and move your way down to the split in the road where you... S- uh, had previously been informed about the name of Old Bone Grinder. It stands out, not exactly on a hilltop or anything, but uh, its dark size only matched at all in shape uh, or coloration by the trees, and even then it towers uh, another half again above them. The road is more proper gravel when you moved there. Not as uh, frequently traveled on, it seems, but Definitely not just dirt. There we go. Um, so yes, um, as it transitions this edge of the winding path, um, you see this stone windmill and some warp, the warped wooden vanes that at one point probably would have kept it spinning all the time. Um, most of them missing quite a bit of cloth. What do you do? Start heading towards it? Lovely set of environs for this encounter, I see. Uh, as you approach, um, you can kind of see the uh, onion dome shape of it leans uh, kind of forward and over to a s- one side, um, kind of pushed against away from the stormy gray sky. Uh, there are a bunch of gray brick walls that lead up to very dirt-encrusted windows on the upper floors. Uh, there's a sort of wooden platform encircling the windmill, um, above a flimsy doorway that leads to the interior of it. Um, Perched directly on top of the wooden beam over the door, however, is a black raven hopping about. Friend of yours? I don't know. 
Well, if ravens are good luck, maybe this is a good sign. They are very intelligent, after all. Yeah, I've, I've yet to see that prove out. Uh, they had a sable winery once, and those were, like, not entirely ravens, so to speak. She'll go ahead and cast speak with Andrew. I don't think it... Did anyone else hit learn about that? I think... Oh, did it, Did he not? Okay. No, no, that's an only Susan or Illyria secret. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a minute, that's fine. <laughs> no, it has been a bit... A- good hour to at least okay so so they they had a civil winery once and sentence yeah she'll go ahead and cast uh speak with animals hello (laughs) (laughs) i'm making max's day worse because i'm making him be a raven (laughs) (laughs) not specifically worse uh anyway uh yeah all right um yeah, you call out in uh, Raven, and everyone else can hear the sort of clicking whistle. Did she talk to the set dressing? What, James? Did she, did she talk to the set dressing? No. Um, the Raven bobs up and down briefly, turns its head to get a good look at you with the side of its eye. Hello, hello. Well, aren't you a pretty birdie? Yes, very pretty. Why are you here? Here for, for people like you, I think. I was really? told. Who told you? Other bird. Big bird. Much bigger bird. Bigger raven? Bigger bird. Not raven. Close to raven. What did they tell you? I've been told. Keep people, like you, not needing to enter here. We don't need to go in there? Not good place. Why? Dangerous. Her hands are on her hips at this point. There's like a whole lot of sass. Why dangerous? It just kind of makes a <clears throat> noise and just like flutters its wings slightly. Is it dangerous for you? Hard to catch birds. True. Unless you are a bird, also bird. So it's not a bird in there. Not a bird. Not a bird. I'm a bird. You are a bird. You're a very pretty bird. I'm a good bird. Thank you. You're the best bird. It preens mm. itself, kind of lifting up a wing <laughs> and the whole pecking point of complimenting the animals. <laughs> As they chatter back and forth. So I, I have a theory. I, th- I think her and Grove might just be messing with us. <laughs> nope. Or I'd be talking too. I can't talk to these. You're too smart. <laughs> I don't know. Remember the spiders? I do remember the spiders. Yes. <laughs> the um, but she'll turn back to the bird. Like um, so a big raven told you to not let us in here because it's dangerous. Not to not let you in. That is bad. You should not enter. Oh, I see. To let us know. It's- <laughs> I'd like to see you try drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm hungry. I'm leaving now. I have meat. <laughs> she'll, she'll give him a little piece of meat. It like slightly steps around in place a bit anxiously, but eventually leans down and kind of bites at him. She'll give it easily to him. Tell the big bird thank you, but we are going to go in because we have to go in. But we appreciate the warning. Okay. Okay. Thank you, pretty birdie. Best birdie. <sighs> what? You already said it once. I got it the first time. <laughs> don't get clingy. <laughs> you know, Maybe not you know, this I, birdie. I don't. I don't speak bird, but that sounded like some shade being thrown right there. I don't. Know. It was a very sassy. Oh no, no she's she, she's got to look like maybe not best bird. So um, and it flutters off. <laughs> I take it your talk has been productive. It, very, if a bit unnecessarily. Sassy. I told so, you they were assholes. They're not. He did. They're not assholes. They're just very 
self-assured. They know they're the best birds. They're, they're very loud, is what they are. Well, apparently, a big raven told him to warn us that it is dangerous in there. Not to keep us out of there, but that it's a bad place and a dangerous place and we shouldn't go in there. A big raven. I'm assuming... Oh, you all don't know, do you? So, um... <laughs> hmm. Should I tell you? Oh, my lord. <laughs> Please don't reveal the secrets if they're necessary. Whatever you're talking about, we've got the I mean, point. It makes sense. So the wine people, they're not only people. Okay. They're also ravens. Wonderful. I'm done. Good for them. They can, like me, they can turn into animals, but unlike me, they can only be ravens. Good for them. I am overjoyed for their for their <laughs> lifestyle. Wait, wait, wait. They're were ravens. I wait, no, no. The raven went over there. Don't encourage him. Smiles, scratches the dog's head, grins at grins at Grove, and gives please, him finger guns. Please no. The dog just lolls its tongue out and looks very excited. Has no idea what's happening. Exactly. Um. Well. Anyway. So I don't know what they call themselves, but they're Raven people. Finger quotation marks. Anyway, when he says a big Raven told him to tell us that this was dangerous, specifically us, not just people, us. He knew who we were, that we shouldn't go in because it's dangerous because there are bad things in there. So I'm thinking the wine people did it because they're big ravens are unlike they're the only ravens that would know who we are. More saliently, they're probably the only ones who would care. Well, um, that too. To be fair, that too. Great. I'm glad we took the time out of our busy schedule to, to come here. I appreciate the warning. I mean. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, they cared enough about us to put a warning that there are dangerous people in this windmill. But the way I see it, whatever in there, whatever's in there is going to be less dangerous than what awaits us at the manor. That's also true? That goes without saying, I think, yeah. So if we're going to try our, if we're going to try ourselves there, then I suppose we should be ready to try ourselves here, too. What the characters don't understand as a mini-boss. <clears throat> And this, this is where Faustus wanted us to meet, right? Yep. What a dick. I don't know Definitely. if he knew anything. I think this might be an odd coincidence. I mean, is anything ever really an odd coincidence? Everything. Or is everything odd. just terrible because we live in, on a plane that's terrible? What's a plane? Yeah, you don't know what a plane is. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the world we live in is terrible. You have to find... L- listen, sister, the world you live in is terrible. The world... They live in, he points to Justensia in general, is terrible. The world I live in is very sunshine and happy, thank you. <laughs> she gets to talk to birds, Nick. Exactly. Yes, it's, very, it's very pretty in her head. Hey, it's pretty outside my head, too. You're in it. Thanks? Everyone's in it. You're oh, all damn, she called you a fox. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big, beautiful world. No, there. it's not, but I'm happy to have met you all. You've activated my transform condition. <laughs> Conrad turns into you. Conrad, the silver fox. Oh, boo! <laughs> Silverback Conrad, yeah. It's a 4-2. <laughs> so, so did he say outside of it or in it? In it. I'm just in curious the, why he's... I'm assuming in the place. N- not, what, not, what, not the birds. The madman. Oh. Yes, what did he say, Grove? Grove, Muted shit! Sorry! <laughs> Outside, I think it's more a landmark than an actual uh, entrapment. I see. 
But Oof. because we are good people and have been saving this entire area, does that mean we need to exterminate the bad in there? I would suggest we save this for another day in case the bad man is coming. Yeah, we're we're running out of days. Okay, <laughs> the the only reason we even took this was because you, you all seemed very insistent on on speaking with Faustus and maybe doing whatever it is he wants you to do. I don't know. And I figured that while we're here, we might as well grab him and throw him at Mauer. Uh, I, if that's not going to be the case, then we should get going. I would suggest that. We do not need to clean this out. We can save it for later. I don't think I really want to help Faustus. It doesn't seem like it's a good thing that he had to send a message through Grove that he needed me specifically to help him with something. Faustus is a child. He wouldn't talk to anybody, so he ran away. Probably because most of us wanted to kill him. And he I mean, probably doesn't know how to talk to, be to fair, you. To be fair, if I had done something so culturally hor- and societally horrible as that, I would also run away. Uh, morally reprehensible is the is the term yeah, you're looking that, for. Yeah, that's the word. Even still, I want to give him a chance. I'm, I'm, I'm done giving him chances. His chance is maybe living through the manor assault. That plays to my goals as well. Now, where in Avison's name is he? At this time, he walks up with his giant <laughs> discs of metal. He did say the afternoon. What time is it? You guys came here relatively early. Yeah. We oh, did to- we come too early to our appointment? <laughs> we we yes. walked five miles away after waking up at dawn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go keep shaping that thing I'm making. Sure. You're gonna begin to bagpipe and and perhaps. Snake charmer like draw out whatever evil beings are inside. <laughs> angry bagpiping. <laughs> Just like open brackets, toots angrily, close brackets. Roll me a performance check. God damn it, Nick. Are you trying to go high or low here? Why not both? Because you, no you can't. You can't do both. That's why not blows dose. Not allowed. And right in the middle. Okay. So were you trying to play good? I mean, not trying to play badly. <laughs> Smooth. Unfortunately, you have failed what you set out to do. Unfortunate. Um, Is it goose season already? You haven't given a ton of practice to them in the days since you had it. You've given a little bit, but uh, not had a lot of opportunity, which is not entirely your fault. But that said, getting back to it is still not the easiest thing in the world, especially considering some of the misadventures you've gotten into. (laughs) So it's not like you're doing amazing. You're not awful by any means, but uh, it's not exactly what you're trying to set out to do. But it does. It is no matter what loud. The sounds of the pipes fill up the uh, hills around you, (laughs) not to the point of like shaking glass or anything, but of course, to an obnoxious drone that fills up everyone's ears there. Um, I would like, uh, everyone, uh... Oh, no. Other than Faustus... I'm not Faustus. Other than, uh... I mean, Faustus isn't here. Other than Nick to, uh, make a perception check with disadvantage and Nick one with just regular. Aw, Nick! Is it because he has a hard enough time anyway? No, because... I don't need help with my dice rolling these past few games. 16. 15. Oh. Uh, well, we rolled again, Grove. Poor Grove. He did. He got nine. nine. The second time. Oh. oh. Yeah, so we did. Okay. So, um, uh, Illyria, Grimhild, and Conrad. Yo. 
Uh, as Nick drones away on the um, noise of the bagpipes, the town, um, the music of his people. Uh, <laughs> I suppose the dog also. Dog also gets fifteen. Sweet. <laughs> um, dog also is here. It's grating and distracting, but you catch a glimpse of some shape moving up above through one of the dirt-encrusted windows. Sort of a darker area inside that makes it look like someone blocking light. Now's your chance, Nick. Serenade, serenade! <laughs> they, ling- they linger at it. Serenade with all your might! <laughs> and then step away about a minute later. Missed your chance. But but he doesn't know in your eyes. Fastest. Yeah. You are about a third of the way through going around the uh, fence of this graveyard. That has added a lot of mass to your total amount of metal so far. The height of it to generally keep out people immediately, as well as just the sheer amount of it total. This has really multiplied your potential. But as you're doing so... Um, you hear someone call out to you from behind you. Uh, what are you doing with the fence? He'll turn around and look at whoever said that. It's a man you've seen before. Donovich, the priest who does work here at this church. Uh, the one whose son had been a vampire in the undercroft below it. I need the fence. Uh, excuse me, but for what? To kill Strephon Moore. There are a few steps in between, but it will save time if you just know the end goal. Make me a persuasion check. Uh, 18. (laughs) Somehow. He walks closer, not all the way up to you. Or sorry, actually 20. Oh, great. Walks closer, not all the way up to you. Just kind of looks across. (gasps) You're serious. Dead serious? (sighs) Okay, then. It's the one thing I can hope for for this land, this town anymore. So, angels be with you, I suppose. Do you need help? If you care to help me disassemble the fence or find me any other metal and put it in the pile next to the church, it would be a help. He looks back to it. Seems like you've stripped much of the town by now. <laughs> Never enough. Uh, and this, this will help. Okay. He also takes up a shovel, one of the spades next for burying graves. And he joins in. It speeds up your process by not a lot. He's not as physically fit as you, but by by a notable margin. About yeah. another half again the speed you had. He appreciates the help. Pretty soon, I imagine his coat's completely covered in dirt and scratches, and his face is covered in dirt, except where beads of sweat have cleaned it off, falling down his forehead. Your hands are caked in dirt, except for the parts where the shaft of the shovel keeps rubbing up against where it's starting to build up blisters. Yeah, once he starts but, to blister, he'll uh, finally break. By that point, you've gotten about four-fifths of the graveyard fence done, and the amount of piles has increased by a large amount. There's at least 12 or so of those taller than you, a little bit broader. Yeah, he'll base, he'll move the piles as close together as possible. And yourself... Poorly, but I suppose not wasting away in the same way, at least. Something to be said for that. I suppose I had to move on eventually, huh? He almost smiles. Have you cried yet? Just about every day. 
I didn't think I could anymore after after what originally happened. But knowing that he's actually gone, that's that's been something else. The tears don't always come. They never have for me once. Do you think there's a reason for that? He shrugs. Hope starts to stand up and uh, puts his uh, work gloves on over his calloused hands, part blistered hands. Have you eaten? Just bits here and there. I'll get you food. I'm not quite as fit as you. I don't think I can keep working at this rate, but the least I can do is get you something to keep your energy up. He thinks, trying to decide whether to leave town or stay and eat, and finally decides to sit back down. He nods, not exactly solemnly, but it's quiet. And he goes about uh, fixing you up a simple meal. It's nothing extraordinary. In fact, much the opposite, but... He still wolfs it down, having physically exerted himself all morning. So what next? I have to go meet some people, not return. If I do, I'll be gone by tomorrow night. Very well. He'll uh, hand him five sons out of his pocket. (laughs) Please, no. It's good to be doing something for once. They're not for you. Someone around here needs them. Fair. We don't get much charity anymore either, so... I'll make sure they see good use. Thank you for the meal. Of course. Hope to see you. Yes. I suppose we should be trying hope, huh? Might be all we have at this point. May the angels protect you. And he'll do the sign of Avacyn. Yeah, he'll graciously bow and emulate the process back. And he'll start heading for the windmill. Okay. Um, it's, it's a lot of waiting, you guys. <laughs> When when you woke up at the morning and you know came here before it was afternoon, it's it's a decent chunk of waiting. Um, that said, uh, Hilary will be over in your grove, like hugging your knees. What do you think he wants me to do? Grove is probably doing a checkup on you and like doing a crossword. Yeah. Well, no, uh, like brushing the fur out, checking the paws, <laughs> doing the general like yeah, making yeah. sure the dog isn't. Giving a, a vet checkup. I don't know. I really hope it's something. What if he wants me to help him raise people from the dead? That's your call. I would hope he would not do that and do something. I hope you know me well enough to know I wouldn't do that. I know you well enough, but that does not mean I can tell your answer. He might give you something to think that is worth it. He might give you a reason to think it's something worthy of doing. Again, I'm leaving this up to you. I trust you, but... Why are you letting the dog make our decisions? Because he's a good boy! Yes, he is! He is! <laughs> but in all seriousness... Of course. I've done a couple of dumb things. Extended out a lot of trust to somebody that hoping will be worthwhile. Reciprocate Us? the trust. Do dumb things? Never, Grove. Eh, I guess to, to further the joke, I went out on a limb. I'm worried I made the wrong decision. Well, not going to change it. No, it won't. And And worrying about it makes you makes you a shittier shot. (laughs) Hey, I'm just fine, shot. Thank you. Exactly. So worrying about it makes you shit. Oh, you just you just focus on what you got to do, and don't go talking to any more birds. I'd hate for you to be able to. Talk to crazy people. What, have friends? Are you, is this what it is? You don't want me to have friends anymore? <laughs> yes. No more friends of Illyria, Illyria. No birds. No spiders. No Nicks. No Faustuses. To be no fair, those, 
fighters were more than willing to let us go. Yeah. Someone had to go and throw a freaking fireball. There's a lot of things we've done that I believe could have been solved a lot differently, but they're solved now. There's no looking back. Just like worrying. Can't really do that anymore. Do <sighs> you think we'll ever go home? I will probably not. Why? You're not going to be, like, stupid and give up your life for something, right? No. Don't plan to. Then why wouldn't you go home? I'd miss you. You're the only one who would come out to the forest and talk to me. Uh, well, I've got, uh, reassigned. I don't think I'm welcome there anymore. It's because they're stupid. That's why I don't live with them in the village. Well, you know, the village does what the village needs. And this is not purely one village thing. This is more of the the hunting hunters, the investigators, the whole the the general magistrates. Conrad. Yes. Uh you've had this amount of time uh during this long wait to work on the uh continuation of the staff. How exactly are you going about shaping the wood? Like what are you trying to shape it into? Um I figure just sort of like, um, I, I actually don't know much about wood shaping myself, but I suppose just sort of like, uh, like twisting it into sort of sure. a spun, spun shape. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I like, <laughs> I don't know much either, but it's less about the process and more about what you want it to look like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, you get some way there. Like there's definitely, um, it's definitely slow and there's a lot of, I believe, soaking that goes into it. So it's not a quick thing and you're not done with it by any means. Sure. Um, but you're working on that over time. Uh, Nick, how long were you sticking to playing that there uh, bagpipe? I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, you don't really see the shape again. Yeah, uh, he's going to spend the rest of the time trying to get used to the lack of weight with his new sword. <laughs> it Honey, is... the adventurers are out there bagpiping again. <laughs> It's incredibly awkward. Like, the sword is a good handle, but yeah, it's, you overswing plenty of time, which is not inherently bad, per se. Um, the ease of swinging it, uh, has, makes it very easy to actually dig deep with it, obviously, but there's the fallback problems of it, of just the, it can overextend your position and your exact practice dueling stances. So, yeah, you start getting used to it. It's, it's not awful by any means it takes a little bit of time for you to get to a point where you're feeling like you're almost using it using it similar to a regular sword but it's, it's good enough you're you're pretty confident now and grimhild are you doing anything with your time fair i mean i pres- i was meaning anything else because i assume that always oh yes um oh like Can you I doing any new science look at it? i mean sure he has arcana <laughs> it's true so you're just gonna take it and hold it up to the dog yeah, be like, let's see. He starts playing tug of war with No. <laughs> I mean, I can see it, though. Um, yeah, so so do you, like, make this known to Grove, or do you just walk up to you and present this in front of him? <laughs> I, I'm just curious about this scene. So I just walk up and, like, crouch down, like, hey, you, come here, take a look at this. Tell me what you think. Roll the Travis, you shit. I think it's a nat 20. That'd be great, Travis. Excuse me, Arcana's based off intelligence? Yep. Okay, so he only gets like a plus one. I mean, he's trained, though. It's better than me. Yeah, it's better than being a negative. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at my... <laughs> yep, that's, that's, 
That's a, that's a crit. <laughs> I love this dog. This dog is our so best good. friend. This He's dog was the boy. best investment on this whole damn game. <laughs> He's a good boy. So <laughs> he draws diagrams with his paws. <laughs> you you hold it out. It's a simple process. See, process. Uh, God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You've done enough harm today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you hold it out before him, and he looks at you, then looks at it, and then sniffs at it for opening up his mouth, just kind of lowering his jaw, and kind of gently touching the underside of this noose uh, with his teeth. Then he eats it to absorb its powers. And then he pretty promptly, uh, you see his eyes dilate, and he lowers his jaw back again, like... (laughs) While shaking his head to the side. And just stares at you expectantly. Look, just because he got a crit doesn't mean he speaks English, motherfucker. <laughs> Are you trying oh, to I know. I just... dog? No. <laughs> I want him to take a look at this. He's good with magic stuff. He is good with magic stuff. He doesn't like it. Can you talk to him? <laughs> I mean, she can. Hey, bro, can, can you do that mind meld thing where you can, like, hear what, figure out what he's thinking? Yeah. Yeah. It saved me from having to ask Faustus about this thing. Okay. Maybe. This is gonna be rough. Gonna be wasn't rough. A pun. It's, it's difficult to get clear answers. So but it's very possible. <laughs> Look at what I've done, Internet. I'm so happy. But yeah, I'll, I guess I'll do B-Spawn. Not as simple as when I talk to birds. Uh, what are the effects of B-Spawn again? Uh, Stablex tel- telepathic link with one beast you touch that is friendly to you or charmed by you. Spell fails if the beast's el- uh, intelligence is four or higher. Okay. Um, sorry. Are they until to the spell hang the dog over there. <laughs> until the spell ends, the link is active, and you and the beast uh, with it are within the line of sight of each other. Through the link, the beast can understand your telepathic message to it and can tele- telepathically communicate simple emotions and concepts back to you. While the link is active, the beast gains advantage on attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you that you can see. Okay, sure. So you press a uh, hand to his back, and there is a flash of green in your eyes that seems to travel along your arm in a pulse, and then hits into his furry back and travels up him until it goes into his eyes and similarly shines there. He looks at you expectantly. Uh, just kind of need a, a nod ahead to the noose and then just like, what is it? Um, let's see. So, simple ideas and emotions, rather than words. Um, concepts. Concepts, sure. Okay, so, you basically get across the idea of something ethereal, something like mist floating, things like chains, and then you get the idea of many, <laughs> a lot of, very much of that. Probably, uh, where are we at? Is it kind of grassy? Is there kind of like a dirt mound around here that we're sitting at? Um, it's it's relatively kind of bristly grass. It's not like the most luscious green thing. Uh, it, it's sort of English hill. Okay, so a- as he's starting to do this, he's probably digging away to try and find some hill, dirt. Moreover. Yeah, try and find some dirt or some some actual thing, because he knows this is really hard and it's better to draw it, because god damn it, unless we're in a fight, it's very hard to explain this shit. So <laughs> Well, he's doing it with his other hand as he's, like, holding and thinking. So he'll do, like, one line and make a squiggle, and then he'll do a bunch of other lines and then sure, squiggle okay. through those. 
Um, and then uh, after uh, the idea of a lot of uh, the idea of rope, and then uh, the idea of death. Okay, so we make the skull, lots of lines, a rope, uh, and then kind of the mental image of a bear trap and be like similar. So like rope, like the mental image of the rope he's got and then put the equal marks of like same thing, different. It's like a trap. Um, You get a equivalent of not exactly indecision, but not like specifically agreeing. So unsure, possibly. Sort of, yeah. Okay. All right. You had to manually apply the trap. <laughs> all right. And then he'll just kind of keep the hand there with his eyes closed and be like, all right, it seems like it's, he'll kind of do the hand motions again. So single chain and then a bunch of chains together and then a rope and then death. And it's similar to a bear trap, possibly. Again. Foggy. Uh, Sorry, yeah, it's just mist that forms into a chain, and then a bunch of chains, and then a rope and death, and it's equivalent to, like, a bear trap, possibly. Again, it's weird. I don't get the full conversation like some people. I guess it's ghosts. Or guys, rather. It does some type of controlling thing and eating, I guess. I don't know. He's good at detecting and telling. I don't really need to know what it does, usually. You also, you get the idea sent to you of something like a jar, a bottle. The idea of something being poured into the bottle, and then the idea of uncertainty, and then the idea of essentially the bottle not having a bottom to it. Uh, The idea idea of possibly something leaving the bottle. Uh, Immediately, no. Kind of winces at that. Uh... Well, you got a bottomless jar that catches and holds thing. So, whatever the hell you found that thing. <laughs> Explaining their concepts makes this so imprecise. I fucking love it. It's great. <laughs> I don't care about precise stuff. It's spooky magic. Avoid it or break it. <laughs> it sounds like it's a Ghostbusters trap, but a noose. Or rather, <laughs> Except they can't escape. Yeah. Now I feel bad about using it, because if they can't escape, they'll find their rest. At the same time, I'm more worried about Making sure the living are okay. So, yeah, sorry I don't have precise stuff, but not That's really necessary good. most of the time. Who's a good? <laughs> he walks around excitedly in circles and does the thing where as soon as you pet him, he just like keeps on staying, like just pressed up against your leg as long as you're petting him. And as soon as you stop, weaves between your legs and makes a tight circle around to the front again. I always think that. Do you think dogs think they're getting one over on you? Like, oh, they're done for me. What about this brand new dog? <laughs> I circle around. It's a new dog that's been in line this whole time. <laughs> I love it. Humans don't have <laughs> humans don't have object permanence. <laughs> um, about the time you have this figured out, there is the uh, sound of a horse approaching, and you see from up the gravel road the uh, dirt-covered form of Faustus. Did he turn himself into a zombie and somehow raise himself? I guess that's one way to form a <laughs> Life can't possibly be that easy. I mean, he looks like a zombie. I think that's a daring claim to make. I mean... Do you mean a- yeah, I think that's what I mean. Rest. He looks like shit, <laughs> is really what I mean. <laughs> he looks like shit, really. 
Oh, before he arrives, Grimhild, you might want this. She's, he's going to toss that vial of Maurer's blood at her. What is that? It. Oh, I showed it to you. Our, our, uh, our, uh, well, let's just say I took a shot at Maurer, and that's what was left after he left. I figured it's probably useful. What? Okay. Rook, he asked for me. it. Out of character. You didn't mention Maurer at all, did you, before? Yes! Yeah, yes. if a little cryptically, like you're just referring to our host and stuff like that. <laughs> just, that's fair. I mean, he, he's very flummoxed, and now he's trying to, he's calmed down a bit. And again, now he's getting nervous because Faustus is here. And he doesn't, he's got so much shit to deal with, but he knows Grimhill probably knows what the fuck to do with this stuff. Yeah, what does one do with, can you do anything useful with vampire's blood? I don't think so. Like the dog could not track really, it, that's not really useful than anyone else's blood. Yeah, I mean, it could, could be like used as like a component in some ritual, maybe. Yeah, that sort of thing. Rituals and like tracking by the scent of it. You know, give it to your werewolf. <laughs> we'll have you. I have a higher arcana than him. Yeah, but you're not a cool dog. But the dog and you can but work together. Doug just does nice. that like turn around three times thing to do the ritual circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's this little small you. Need a, need a bigger. <laughs> turn around three times, knee at the ground for like two seconds, and turn around three times again. And no, still not good. But yeah, he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't hunt vampires very often, and much less ones that will take an arrow and then walk it off and fly it off. You should have gone for the eye. It, it was go for the most important point, and it did not matter. He yanked it out. It closed up about as quickly as he yanked it out, and then he took off in a flight of bats. Lovely. But, you know, information and a possible tool, object, trinket even. I don't know. I didn't die. That's the big thing. I'm really proud of you for that. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Rouse just looks like shit. Oh, God. Gross. I'm really gonna not Full like body this. shiver. I'm really gonna be disappointed with this humble pie I'm gonna have to eat here in a couple minutes. So, Faustus, as you approach, coming up the gray road, having passed by the gallows on the way again, you see the entire group of adventures you came here with originally. Not just Grove and Illyria. He'll frown a bit at seeing everyone there and then go back to a stony face. You get pretty immediately, <clears throat> when within like closer visual range, a thought in your head. Last night was interesting. What was interesting? The big one that smells like his dog. He met more. Mm -hmm. He stops the horse looking over the group as he uh, telepathically talks with Victor. Well, more met him. Where I'm is wild. Victor right now? Conrad has him. Conrad? He tossed him to Conrad. So I'm assuming, like, somewhere where Conrad can see him, but, like, turned a face away from Conrad. Yeah. Calmer than other times. Arrogant. He asked if the man wanted to be a vampire. For now. A little of both, I suppose. He seemed to want an ally. I don't know if he was concerned. He still seemed arrogant. He also hesitated. When they brought up the woman, he paused. They brought him up her up that she was missing. He paused before answering that she was still human for now. Mm -hmm. After this, we'll be doing much more. Have some nice things. Uh, Faustus will 
Take his horse to the front of the windmill, tie it up, and head inside. Not talk to anyone out there? Nope. <laughs> all right, so yeah, Faustus arrives, and then just immediately walks past all of you. Oh. <sighs> Do we get a tax of opportunity? <laughs> Is everybody, like, right in front of the windmill's door? Yeah, we were hanging out there. One guy has a bag. I mean, up. Oh, okay. I don't know if you were right outside the door. It's up to you guys where you are positioned around it. Like, it's, you know. I, I figured I was at the wagon. Did anyone put down the... We buried them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay, wait. <laughs> Why did we do that again and not kill them? Because you didn't know they were zombies. You just knew they were corpses. Houses told us. He did. That's true. You guys, I guess you guys just never decided to do anything about it. You just did bury them. Well, I didn't know. Conrad. That's fair. I just didn't get anything that Conrad said when that happened, so... I have to speak with someone inside. I can meet you, Illyria. Um, rightfully at Grimhild and Grove and Conrad and Nick. Yeah, I'm sorry. What exactly is the deal? Like, what are you, what are you after her for? Okay. Illyria, feel free to have an opinion on this at any time. I'm really not sure. I can do things lots of people can't do. It doesn't mean I'm up to always helping them. What do you want me to do with my magic? I'm not going to make you do anything. Uh, that sort of goes without saying. Best. Well, what do you want me to do? I broke her. Why? Why? Because we've had our greatest... Why am I being uncomfortably reminded of certain rooftop storms back home? Why do you need the electricity? I need energy. Place. I need it so that we can take the armies on Moore's estate. Night only assault. I... <sighs> Wait a second. You think with the two of you, you can hijack the ghost procession? Not just the two of us. That's what I talk windmill. Yes, I don't need an answer now. Faustus, I used to think I had you figured out. I didn't. I thought I understood why you did what you did. I may be wrong again, but I think I get it now. You're better than this, Faustus. But you're afraid. And I understand. I'm afraid too. I'm afraid that everything I've done will be for nothing. I'm afraid that... Holding to the teachings of Avison will weaken me just enough for me to die. I'm afraid that stepping away from the teachings of Avison will leave me without the willpower to continue. I'm afraid, and I think you're afraid too. But we don't have to let it rule us. He, hesi- actually... he hesitantly nods. These ghosts getting their revenge probably keeps the lace. Well, to see. It wouldn't be the first time we enlisted the help of spirits. This is the first plan of yours. <laughs> Grove cracks a slight-ass smile. Vindicated. What do you plan to do with them? What would lightning do to help? Does it have to be the bell? This is their will. And when it's done, will that be it? If I may continue the point I was making earlier? We're afraid, Faustus. I think all of us are. We're angry. We're afraid. We're grieving. But we can't let that stop us. He reaches behind him and pulls out the incomplete staff. When you're ready to come back, I've made this for you. And I will keep making it. Until you're ready. He looks at it for probably going on 10 seconds. Not like If he looks at it that long, he probably notices that it's made from a very good stick. Yeah. <laughs> so he must have made it. <laughs> and he probably noticed. Probably, <laughs> probably also notices that uh, the hands holding it are covered in silver burns. Right, werewolf. <laughs> Faustus, let's give each other something to believe in. It will suffice for now. He puts the staff away on his back. I believe I have something of yours. Reaches behind someone pulls pulls uh pulls the doll. I don't have much use for it. Go over and hand it to him. May the will of the spirits be done. 
that we, that we may be done as well. <laughs> uh, he looks away if anybody looks at him for that comment. He's not, nope. Kind of pulls up the hood so nobody can see him. <laughs> That's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> oh, and as a show of good faith, I won't ask where you got the second bell. Yeah, yeah, let's let's chuckle about toys and, and forgiveness and bells. And, this is ridiculous. I think we knew this was going to be ridiculous when we came here. I also speak of watching a guy stop and It's ridiculous. Is I'm not even going to pretend to understand the even the rudiments of what's involved in that. If it'll work or won't. She'll look to Conrad. So the bell can aid spirits. What do I know about cool collar bells? Um. Well, not a ton, to be honest. The idea—they—they they were kind of a standardized idea, really, more than anything, rather than a thing that is essentially a requirement. Um, they're a distillation of mana into a metal object. Um. The main thing you'd have learned about in Inquisitor work is that if you find any sort of arcane focus on a necromancer of any sort, ghoul collar otherwise, you snatch that shit. Um, Because that's the easiest way to keep them from fucking with your day. Right. Um, As for, like, the actual process of bells themselves, like, not a lot. They don't teach you, like, how they work pretty intentionally. Um, But you do know that not all of them require it. Um, I mean, one of the most famous ghoul colors of all time, like, she doesn't have one. She just whistles. Ah, Gisa. Nope. She just sings. She's just that proficient in with black mana that she doesn't need it. Either way, they're, you know, magical artifacts that have potential value. Um, They're often really tuned to work with black mana is the big thing for them. Hmm. I guess Illyria's question is more... She knows now that he uses the bell to raise the dead and everything and all that jazz. She doesn't understand how a bell can be then used to, pa- to like, superpower spirits. As I understand it, a catal- the bell is a catalyst for the belief of the wielder, and it excels in the domains of life and death. I... Ho- hopefully not only to control death and life, but to empower it as well. I want to defeat Maur. I don't want to be involved in raising the dead on this group that wasn't what i said i said i don't want to be involved in raising the dead it's not at this sense i'm not even using these and you're just using the, the right bell point. to power up the, the geists with the right setup i believe i can anchor them to these enough to assault the estate at least Conrad looks confused again. <laughs> yeah no very, very confused now wait you mean you want to put the spirits in bodies that you've raised or dug up, or will they maintain autonomy? I intend to create metal bodies that, once the spirits are rooted in them, they'll be able to control them in some semblance of their bodies. Acting according to their will, do is try to, and they're already denied their peace. Every night, did you know Andre and Donia? Mm. And they must have been for two years. You always were a clever one, Faustus. No, it hasn't, has it? What happens to the energy if it doesn't work? <laughs> that's that's quite the gamut. I guess what I'm getting at is the energy will just likely blow something up or catch fire. It won't choose to do a different form of what you're asking. To my knowledge. And what exactly is in the windmill? I- then if you don't know, then how do you know you're going in to ask someone for help? Based on what? 
He pulls uh, one of the biscuits out of his pocket. The old woman who presented us these. I'm pretty sure her, I believe, access to some different prime objects that I think they may have the missing link to provide an anchor for these spirits to root in the bodies I made. And he'll put the biscuit away. Oh, did I miss? He explained, uh, he explained that a biscuit told him that, uh, <laughs> that, that we need to come here. For primordial magic to attach spirits to metal bodies. A biscuit told I don't remember a biscuit telling him that. I believe he thinks the witches that sold the biscuit actually are in the mill. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you've been told that by Victor. Yeah. He hasn't told us that Victor told him. Or at least he wasn't He wasn't 100% certain that it was the same witch, but oh, from what Victor was saying, it's likely. He's like, yeah. I have a hunch, and he showed us the biscuit. Cool. Okay, I'm just I'm just making sure I understood the situation. Cause like... He also gave them a rough rundown of the plan to create metal bodies. Okay. The, the metal bodies was an important piece of information we weren't originally given. Yeah. <clears throat> if you'll provide me a moment, I will. If I could... What? Tell us. Oh, I, I forgot. <clears throat> I thought, out of character, I thought Grove was using it. It's No, he never used it. He has it. I forgot he had it. It's the fiend <laughs> talking one, the one that gives resistance to fire, right? No, he's not using it. Yeah. Resistance to fire, speak infernal, and uh, you can. Some, when someone pokes you, you can poke them back with fire once a day. So he, he's not using it. Um, Conrad is going to take a moment to leave the others, probably go down over the other side of the hill and out of sight, and he's going to take a knee and pray. Okay. What's that? <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Sorry. He'll mutter. Addison, if you can hear me. Please damn these people I'm with and their terrible sense of humor. I hereby renounce my callow observations of your teachings, and I pray for the strength to follow you in devotion, and for the ability for us to allow the will of the spirits to be done, so that they may take their rightful place by your side. Give us the clarity to see what needs to be done, and the power to strike down our enemies for you. Let us accomplish your will, Addison. My life is yours. Amen. When you exhale... Following that, there is no sound, no change in temperature, nothing really that you're picking up on of things that have specifically changed. But there is a very slight pressure around you, almost as if something in the air is clinging to you for a moment. And then there's a flash of light would be incorrect. It doesn't illuminate. So it takes you a moment to really notice that it's there. But your silver collar of Avison seems... To almost wipe to a state of being pristinely clean. A mirror-like sheen to it. Thank you for your guidance. He'll stand up, wiping tears from his eyes as he walks back up the hill. Okay, so, Faustus, are you stepping inside? Yeah, he'll step inside. Alright, so you uh, open up the kind of rickety door. Uh, and inside you see a circular room. Couldn't be more than, like... 20 feet across on this level, and this is the one of the broadest parts of the entire thing. Um, sort of a, a makeshift kitchen, as far as you can tell. There's a lot of it, but the entire room is filthy. There's baskets, old dishware piled up around the place. Um, there's a peddler's cart, a chicken coop, a heavy wooden trunk, and a pretty wooden cabinet with flowers painted on its doors. Um, in addition to the clucking of the chickens, you swear you can hear toads croaking. Um, there's also this sickly sweet smell in the air, kind of 
molasses almost, the scent of pastries, um, sort of a pervasive how much it reaches into your nostrils. Um, and it seems to be coming out of a open, upright barrel in the center of the room. Oh, well, no, excuse me. They're not the scent of pastries. This other scent below the pastries, this burning scent almost, it mingles with the pastries. If you make something else, something awful. Uh, but there is warmth issuing from a brick oven against one wall and a crumbling staircase that sends the wall across from it. And that's all you see down here. You can hear the sounds Hello. of what seem to be footsteps from a floor up above. Hello, is anyone here? He'll call up the stairs. Uh, is there a map for this? And also, I'm probably going with Faustus because if his plan is going to work, he needs to not be murdered by weird hags. Yeah, let me see if I got the map for this uploaded earlier. Did you guys give me a moment? Or did you just walk in? Well, I gave you a moment to not be next to them. I mean, I'm... It he, depends he on houses. All right. So, yeah. Um, you enter into the windmill. Um, and you call upstairs. And you can hear the uh, footsteps stop. And this sort of grinding noise that was low and constant also delays. You hear a call down. Yes. Who's there? My name is Faustus. I'm here to speak with the proprietors. I'm sorry about the bagpipes. I apologize for nothing. Leaving it to me, as usual. I mean, you shouldn't apologize if you're not actually sorry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, from down up the stairs, you see um, an old lady begin hesitantly descending them, shakily holding on to the edge of the wall. Um, you recognize her, in fact, her very specific, uh, special brand of ugly has embedded itself into your mind. In oh, wait, I think I have this in my notes. I think for some reason, all her. That's true. I mean, you may have, I'm not sure if you saw her, but, uh, Nick definitely saw her very directly. Uh, and the rest of them, I think, saw her in passing. Yeah, I copied and pasted it. <laughs> Well, where where did you put it? I put it in my notes that under might be uh, spooky ass windmill lady. I did not write those. Those are no. entirely your own notes. Nope. <laughs> I have this in um, here. I remember copy and pasting it. So you wrote yeah, I down. think that is what you wrote. Her I eyes hiding it in a very mean voice. Her eyes two pistols in the snow. Yeah, I did not say that, but Travis definitely wrote that down. First. How would I write this? This is mean. Oh my god, I did not say it like this. I will fucking go back and check the recording. I mean, we're only hanging back to make sure he doesn't get eaten. Crow's corn hair? Yeah, I don't... Harsh. Corn husk? Like, like, the, yeah. like the hair that's on, on the end of corn. Oh well, it wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I will I fucking go find it, because I did not... I would not use the term two piss holes in the snow. You definitely that's wrote it a... just now. That's the a Frank McCord original right there. The, the gas cue original. <laughs> I mean, if I wrote it, cool. My shit got read on the internet. Hey, internet, I write goods, apparently. There may have been some embellishment. <laughs> I will fucking go find that recording later. But anyway, um, to not fully go into re-describing her, she is incredibly unpleasant to look upon, gnarled to beyond measure. Um... And is slowly tottering her way down the stairs. Man, Faustus has no... Welcome! Uh, did, how many of you went into the building, worth noting? 
I did. I did. Oh. Uh, if if uh, if Nick's gonna be alone outside, I'll let in. But otherwise, he wasn't going I think, to. I think Grove might stay out until he hears anything. So, do you want to hang out with Grove, or do you want to go inside, Nick? I'll hang out with Grove then. Okay. Oh boy. How might I help you all? Are you looking to buy some pastries? Very fine. I have no idea how to ask this question. They take away your troubles. Something sweet to keep you busy during these times. The boy. The boy? Why, yes, he's he's fine. Of course. Give me just a moment. She uh, tot- she totters back up the stairs, um, and you hear some talking. Um, and a moment later, you hear walking down the stairs uh, more confident footsteps and see the dark hair and gaunt face of Victor, the young wizard. Good to see you two. You brought everyone. Illyria waves very. Illyria just gives a big grin and waves really big at Victor. Hi he, again. He like very, very specifically does not look at you. <laughs> I was just looking at Faustus. That was unexpected after what we. You know, never mind. Um, I was good. Um, all right then. What do you need in particular? Set up. I. Don't see a problem with that, no. That, well, interesting. All right. That said, he turns back to uh, the witch or the hag. Did, did she introduce? No, she has not. At least some immaterial spirits. These maps. Hmm. Bones probably easier on the scale. Uh, Morgantha, what do you think? The old woman seems to conveniently have not heard what he said and has started heading back upstairs. Excuse me a second. He follows back up after. What a kindly grandmother. You hear the muffled sounds of an intense but relatively hushed conversation. If it doesn't, we'll find another way. A couple minutes later, Victor descends again. What are you looking to make the spirits do? Or do with them, I suppose. Let the spirits do, I think. All right, well, I see ambition was never a weakness of yours. Um, okay. With Illyria's help, you can pull it. You need something for them to grab onto. Bone would work. Bone dust probably would work well enough for chunks. Um, though the logic of doing that, uh, I mean, it makes sense on a mana consumption and rather a body line scale. On the other hand, uh, getting that much human bone may be difficult. Um, <laughs> Victor kind of looks uncomfortable for a moment and steps forward and just like sets a hand on your shoulder, Faustus, and tries to escort you over to the side. <laughs> Morgantha is very uncomfortable with having a member of the church here for the reasons I think you could assume. Yes. Would you mind checking or. Faustus, if you're going to try and trick me, could you at least put more effort into it? Can help make sure nothing terrible is happening. Josh. Wonderful. <laughs> Sorry. That was foot. What did I miss? They asked Sorry. me to leave. They don't like a guy at the church there. It was like, Grimhild, could you make sure nothing horrible happens? Wonderful. Conrad just sighs and goes back out to the other two. <laughs> you bump into a few stacks of things while trying to maneuver around people. You hear the louder squawk of a chicken and the few wooden containers clunk against the ground. Uh, squawk yourself. 
Only the church man has to leave. That has never been <laughs> foreboding in my entire career. <laughs> this is an unusual amount of sass from you, Conrad. Yes, well, I've gained a new lease on life. Full battle. Excuse me, I'm wearing a jacket. <laughs> is Conrad clanking? Probably a little bit, bit of, like, clinking of mail. Yeah, you don't have plate, if I remember correct, so. What is my armor? Where am I? <laughs> What game are we playing? Once he s- steps out, uh, yeah, it's Chainmail. Like, uh, Victor nods. All right. Um, yeah, I guess follow on up, and he slides upstairs. Wait, they told me to leave, and they went upstairs. <laughs> Could have stood in the lobby. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You know, well, they don't want angel spell in their house. I definitely want the police hanging out at the entrance to my uh, crack house. <laughs> Is it worse than them sitting outside? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Especially when they could possibly hear me. Ugh. So, <clears throat> you go up the stairs. Um, and up on this layer, um, there's a lot simpler of a room. It's not nearly as dense with things. You can see a dirt caked window, um, clearly having been layered on both sides, allowing a little bit of light to enter into this eight-foot-high chamber, most of which is taken up by the large millstone connected to a wooden gear shaft that rises to the ceiling and center of the room. There's a stone uh, staircase that continues up. Um, above, you can hear uh, elevated conversation. Um, ind- two individuals, at least, in high spirits, in shrill voices. Um, but yes, you can see... Um, the woman, uh, Morgantha, in here, currently attending to the mill, um, manually operating it, as it seems the uh, dilapidated arms of the windmill do not continue on their own. Morgantha, he's looking for something properly to animate spirits. Animate spirits, you say? That's an interesting request. Most people simply come here for the pastry. Anchor. More interesting. Well... There's only really three possibilities, then. Four, I suppose, if you're not worried about the quality. Human bone. Human flesh. Very, very pure silver. Refined and treated correctly. Or certain forms of obsidian. Bone seems the most logical, I presume. Yes, it should be. Skeletons. If you're making skeletons, then you already have plenty of bone. You don't need the entire skeleton. Mist. They are these bodies of metal. What? <laughs> what ideas folks have these days? Still, if it's bone you need, it is bone I can provide. You keep the rest of them from poking in too deep. I've seen their sort. And I'll be happy. How much do you need? I'd say at least one barrel. Barrel. A barrel finely ground or... Ground would be better, but... Barrel. She contemplates for a moment. Kind of looks off to the side for... As she... Her breathing slows and her eyes glaze over for a moment. Make me a perception check. All of us are just, um... Faustus. Faustus, since he's the only one who seems to have come up. Um, no, my plan was to stick by Faustus. Yeah. Oh, was it? Absolutely. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then she would have definitely not mentioned the not uh, <laughs> the uh, being careful around others. Um, I just presume since none of you, uh, neither of you said that you're following him. Um, hmm. uh, but yeah. So you can both make perception checks as well. Okay. 
22. Illyria and Faustus, you can both, you both notice that as she kind of stares off to the side and glazes over like this, the conversation from upstairs quiets. And then she blinks a few times and looks back to Faustus and it resumes. I can get you a barrel. Mm, how soon do you need it? Tomorrow would be easiest. Today is doable. Late. Not now. We don't have enough on hand. For a barrel's worth. Hmm. Money will do. Money buys many things. But if you have other things of interest, I will consider them. But 75 sons. He'll, uh, he'll hold the... Or he'll pass the devil bone talisman to her. She holds her hand out gently for it. And as you pass it over, she... Turns it over in her hands. I will happily halt myself from burning myself on the oven. Fine. Ten to recoup certain purchases we need to make. Ten suns and this. Ten, ten gold and uh, the magic uh, artifact he was offering. She might be valuing it higher, but she is also... She mentioned that she needs the money for certain purchases. Valeria Russell's in her pack and ten. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. There was some fire-based attacks that happened with some vampires, right? Huh? Was that spear that was basically on fire? That nailed the doorway. It wasn't the that it was on fire. Yeah. It was more like it was like a laser it's, beam, wasn't it? Was it was filled with red mana. It was, it was a, a searing. It was a searing spear. Because I have very specifically not. <laughs> if we wanted to keep the double bone talisman, I don't know how useful fire is. Um, this is gonna be. Well, first off, is it depends who's wearing, who's not already wearing a talisman. Uh, I don't have one. I think Rope doesn't have one. You're the only. I think you're the one who has one. Oh wait, no, no. There's a pair of health. Yeah. Who looked at Grimhild? And said, yeah, I have the pair. Grimhild would get use out of the uh, Hellish Rebuke part of it, though. Oh yeah. The talisman may allow retaliate fire to stop. Very well. Uh, so she gives ten. I will give six platinum. And five gold. That's probably such a long walking around with. Can, can you break a plat, man? <laughs> She looks at the platinum kind of oddly over the angelic symbol top and flips over. All right. Very well. Is there anything else you needed? I'm happy to sell you some pastries if you'd still like them. She looks at you a bit oddly. I'm, excuse me. I'm, excuse me, I'm not quite sure what you mean. Oh, you've had them before then. Yes, they are our specialty. <laughs> a centerpiece. They are expensive, but difficult to make. Many people find themselves quite attached. They're well worth price. He'll pull out ten silver. She'll uh, take the silver with her gnarled hands and offer one of the round, flaky pastries to you. Quite all right. Appreciate any repeat customers. If that is all, I should look into getting your order completed. Yes, please. They will be here by briefly past midnight at the latest. She nods. And then just kind of makes like a sort of herding motion, just like gesturing for you to go back down the stairs, buffing about with her. Yeah, Faustus will head back out. Well, actually, uh, where's Victor? Yeah, Victor is following with you as you go down. Okay. As soon as you get down to the first floor and start making your way towards the door, Victor ex exhales. <sighs> that went smoothly, I suppose. Do you eat those? He says, pointing at the pastry. <laughs> I wouldn't trust it if I were you. He shrugs. And steps outside. And unless anyone else had uh, something in particular, I think we can call an end to the session there. Yeah! Uh, I, didn't to, I didn't mean to dominate the session time.
Yeah. I mean, I don't specifically think you did. Plus, like, this just, you know, we're at a point where the stories are converging. What do you... <laughs> oh, don't no, the old... I felt the same way. <laughs> no, the only thing I want next session is to see what Nick and Grove talked about, because I enjoy Grove oh, actually having yeah. to talk to all these motherfuckers yeah. for now, actually. I like their little heart to heart. And then Conrad comes out, it's yeah. like, Victor gave me a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Maya and Grove's tiny heart to heart of We're gonna go home, right? No. <laughs> Dude, I'm yeah, so love- excited. You're not doing dumb fucking zombies. Grove is actually more okay with using ghosts than zombies. Yeah, this is really you- kind of a lateral movement to my mind, but uh it works. <sighs> nah, I think it, it's uh, I, I it, see how it is related. Gives a one cool plan against Ghost to attack, and all of his sins are forgiven ah, by the priest. Absolutely. <laughs> by the priest looks at Conrad as he walks outside. <laughs> what? <laughs> what motherfucker? Uh, questions, comments, concerns. So, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go respect too. <sighs> Sorry. <you're laughs> I'm glad I didn't die. I was expecting Mara to just snap my neck. I'm curious to know about those. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick doesn't know anything. I'll, I'll happily talk about them off recording. Like it's well, there's the silver silver mine, was it? There's the silver temple. Mm. Well, it was it was like there was like, silver monkey. Because I remember that like I think we joked at some point that like a werewolf would just die from being in there. I thought it was a mine, but uh, is it just made it totally out of silver? No, it's 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 really intense. I like it a lot. I'll talk about it off recording. Like. We got damn vagabonds sure. coming in and chipping off pieces of the walls all the time. <laughs> the werewolf young have games to see who can get the closest without falling over and having seizures. <laughs> there was like a thing I remember at one point in some setting where there like was an Eldorado, but like when the characters who are looking for it then got there, like most of it had already been gone because other people had come and picked it over before. It's <laughs> like, oh, like a golden brick. Thanks. <laughs> right, Any else for the recording before I kill it? No. Uh, no, I think we're good to go. Oh. We will catch you next time, Internet. Yeah, let's. Bye.